for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Continuing our beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. It is the 9 o'clock hour here at Rosie on the House. That's our On the House hour where we spend the entire hour talking about something on your home. And this month's theme, if you're following along in our home maintenance calendar, is rural living. Well, today, this applies to rural, but this also applies to every homeowner as well. We're talking backup generators. And we've got Randy Cole of Fox Valley Electric. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you. And we've got Andrew Van Noy, uh, a Kohler representative. You know, when you hear the name Kohler, a lot of people think plumbing fixtures and toilets and faucets and you know but Kohler's been making generators on the industrial scale for Kohler's actually the probably the been in the game the longest so they've been in generators for a hundred years in residential so they started out as just for uh, backup lighting and then they've kind of evolved to where we are today Uh, full home backup industrial full lineup so backup generators are important for a number of reasons in my particular case my my big interest is that is we raise our own meat and so we've got these freezers full of meat i mean you know what it uh how much a side of beef takes up in a freezer yeah these deep chest freezers and you you basically <laughs> got, it doesn't matter how much money you've got to have, you basically got two years in feeding that cow and butchering it and storing it and you certainly don't want to lose that no no that's that's <laughs> our, our year-round meat supply so right having the power go out for an extended period of time you know you start getting really nervous and that was our big motivator and in looking into this but there could be a number of reasons a lot of people are staying at home working from home batteries on their laptops got a desktop and your wi-fi and everything else and that critical meeting comes and the power goes what yeah. do you do and we all know how hot it gets real fast in a house without air i'd be curious andrew with our current call it situation <laughs> and with what happened in california last year i would have to imagine your regional directors of Kohler power systems is are really smiling some pretty big smiles yeah i mean we've never been busier that's for sure and i think the air of uncertainty is kind of driving this you know people asking questions well you know what if something does happen with the power can you know what's my backup what am i going to do you know uh, especially with some of the the riots and other unrest going on too. I mean, I think that just amplified those thoughts. Y'all are having a, a busy season right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Oh. I mean, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I've, I've got enough relatives in California that lived through those brownouts last year because of their wildfire season. Uh, that alone is driving them to move out of California. <laughs> they're, they're they're just done. They're just done. And you know, in Arizona. Uh, we've got the seasonal situations of uh, the dust storms, the monsoons, the haboobs. Probably the biggest cause of power outages when they do happen in Arizona, maybe second only to just random traffic accidents taken out a transformer or a Did power you pole. see Casa Grand Dispatch had an article, uh, I think it was Wednesday's paper, about the extended power outage because of a semi hit uh, a transformer in Eloy. Well, I think I've been in my house 30 years, and I think we've had one or two weather-related power outages. But in that 30 years, I think we've had a half dozen traffic accident outages. But regardless of the cause of the outage, 
I think, uh, Andrew, you're originally from Florida. I'm originally from South Louisiana. Randy, you're from the Chicago area. I mean, other parts of the world have a lot more natural hazards to worry about than we do. Absolutely. But the growing concern is, uh, I, I know I have two clients who have specifically asked me about this, and it had to do with medical equipment that they were running at the house. Right. Uh, and with the uncertainty of being able to access emergency facilities, uh, it, that, that's what drove the issue. So the working at home, uh, the growing concern about a constant supply, uh, the medical equipment that may or may not be running, all reasons to be thinking about that backup water uh, energy supply. And I don't know of a better reason when you're home shopping to make sure you're home shopping in a neighborhood this dual energy. Right. <laughs> I agree. I, I won't buy uh, – I keep telling, telling Jennifer we're going to move – after 30 years, I think she's quit believing it. I, I won't even, my realtor knows, don't even look in a neighborhood that isn't supplied with natural gas. Right. And of course, if there's not natural gas, we can always provide propane options. And which y'all have to do in the rural environment virtually all the time. Oftentimes. And a lot of the rural environments, those a lot of those people have it already. The, yeah, they're running the propane for the mm -hmm. heat and the cooking That's and everything right. else. So... We've got a situation where the where the monsoon clouds are getting closer and closer. I understand maybe just as close as Sun City West, we had a little weather Wednesday night. I don't know what else is coming, but boy. About 4 o'clock Wednesday morning, we got hit with probably a 8 or a, oh, good. a little bit more. All right. Well, every day I watch the clouds over the McDowell Mountains, and you used to could just barely see them just over the top of... Uh, the peak, and now they're almost all encapsulate, and you know we're we're just going to be in the season here, hopefully soon, and that's a time to start thinking about this backup power, and uh, so we've brought again Randy Cole from Fox Valley Electric in, along with Andrew Van Noy from Kohler uh, Power Supply Systems, and just to talk about what is involved. How do you figure out how big a unit you want to get, Randy? Well, it's basically a, a starts with a, an NEC calculation. So there, there's standards on how to calculate loads for homes and residences. Starts with the square footage of the home for the general power, and then we take into consideration uh, small appliance circuits, uh, air conditioning circuits, uh, any other power that they might have, like water heaters, clothes dryers, things like that. Meat freezers. We talked, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we we talked to the homeowner and asked them what what they're looking for out of their generator. Are they looking for a seamless transition so that the entire home continues on without a without an interruption, without a cough or a hiccup. Do they want just air conditioners, just freezers? Do they want a combination? Just medical equipment, like just medical yeah, equipment, right. Right. right? So we go through all of that with them, determine their needs, and do some calculations that will tell us what uh, size generator they need. And when we're talking about these backup powers, we're not talking about as an alternate long-term solution. I mean, this is all based on the assumption the power is going to get rerouted, the problem is going to get fixed, and within right. how many, how long, and, and I know that's a, a loaded question as well, but let's say on a, a tank system, I've got a propane tank, 250 gallons, and I'm, I'm running at full capacity. I know that virtually asking you the impossible to calculate how long is 
is that gas can right. last full load. But it, Approximately, you could expect a day or two out of a 250-gallon tank. And if you wanted uh, more, then you get get a bigger tank. If you had a natural gas, it could be weeks. Uh, the nice thing about the Kohler power generators is that uh, they're made to run continually. So they're not going to run for four hours and then crap out. They're, they're really made for continuous long-time service. So if you were on a dual energy home that had piped natural gas, as long as nothing disrupted that gas supply, it would run your entire house until the electric supply came That's back. correct. Yep, yeah. Indefinitely. And, you know, people have even asked, you know, well, what if the, the natural gas supply is cut? Well, you know, they have dual fuel setups that will actually switch over and run off a propane tank as well. So the question's been answered. <laughs> <laughs> so you, if you're on a dual supply, this is your your ultimate layer of, of power supplies. You've got your electric, you've got your natural gas pipe to the house, you've yep. got your backup generator, then you bury a tank propane as a backup. If the electricity and the gas both stop, you've got your propane backup to kick on and run. Yep. <laughs> and After that, you're on your own, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's, have you ever heard Joe Rogan's stand-up comedy where he talks about the power going out? And I like, haven't. Uh. I don't know what you like to do, but I like to sit around and wait. <laughs> Nothing much else to do. <laughs> but now you don't have to. You've got this backup that would kick in. And how – is that something I have to go out and start when the power goes no. out? No. So everything is automatic. You shouldn't even have to think about what's going on. So you see the power goes out, and within 10 seconds, the lights are back on. And, I mean, this thing's quiet enough that you really don't know the difference. Is utility back or is the generator on? Um, it's no more noisier than an AC unit. Wow. Conversation. Yeah. So they're, they're relatively quiet, right? Um, yeah. So it kicks over, uh, commercial power comes back. The control system on the generator sees this and waits to see commercial power for a determined, a predetermined amount of time before it switches back because you just don't want it switching back and forth mm -hmm. or nuisance transfers to occur. So, yeah, the they've thought of everything pretty much. So if the power, power goes out for, let's say, three minutes, this thing kicks on, but it'll still run for another 10 minutes after the power exactly, supply, just yeah. so it's not on, off, on, off, on, off. Yep, Got exactly. it. And that brain is just built into the equipment. Uh, yeah, so the, the generator control is monitoring uh, commercial power, so the voltage. So as soon as it sees that go away, that's the signal for the engine to start on the generator. And once it gets up to speed and is producing the same uh, voltage output, it then transfers over to generator power to supply the house. In now, less than 10 seconds. Now, does Randy, does this generator running and supplying your house with electricity, is that, is that any way a buffer of, a, of the power surge when the power comes back on? Yes, because when the power comes on, it's it's watching for that, and it's, you don't get that power immediately because it, it watches and it waits for that power to be back and constant for 10 to 15 minutes, whatever, however it gets set up at that time, and then it switches you back to the commercial power. Ah, Built-in built, built surge suppressor. All right, very good. Well, when we get back, we'll be visiting with Randy Cole of Fox Valley Electric and Andrew Van Noy of Kohler Power Systems. And I want to talk about doing that assessment. What does the assessment cost to determine 
what my home needs and what I want to get done. And we're going to do all that right after we get back from this short break right here at Rosie on the House. Continue our conversation with Randy Cole of Fox Valley Electric, Rosie on the House certified partner and Kohler representative Andrew Van Noy of Kohler Generators and Power. I'm looking at your shirt since 1920. 1920. Wow, that's 100 years. Yeah, yeah, right at 100 years. Electricity I wasn't making just, it up. Electricity had just been invented. <laughs> <laughs> and when we were going to the break, Rosie was talking about coming back and, and how how do we get the uh, the initial assessment. When you get solar panels, you got to have a year's worth of utility bills out for them to look at. And they build their panels based on your uh, year's history. Is that the same type of method? Well, what we'll do is is you call in and we'll schedule a technician to come out and meet with you and talk to you. We're going to come out and take a look at the layout of your of your uh, yard, your home, where, where the generator could be, where you desire it to be. We're going to look at uh, your uh, fuel sources. Do you have natural gas or is there going to be a need a need of a propane tank uh, where that can be located along with the actual needs of the customer as far as power you know are they what are they looking for the generator to do uh, we start out with um, as, as small as an 8kW generator and then some homes go as high as a 20 or a 30. What, what are these generator sizes is this something I can pick up and walk off with or is this something that comes on a crane? A small crane. Uh, these things are going to be four or five hundred pounds. If you can picture a pad mount air conditioner that might be on the side of some people's homes, that's about the size. And I would imagine it's cheaper to get it as close to the meter as you can just because you've got less wire to run at that point. That's correct. A lot of these old homes, the meter is where the meter guy could get to it. And you might want to put it behind a block wall or in your backyard, not have it necessarily out in front so you may just just for placement be running it a little farther than right and some people don't want to look at them so some people want to put them in the back of their lot and and then there's accessibility issues and there's there's also codes you know as far as uh, uh, where they can be placed and you know uh, property lines and, and things like that so you, you said you're eight eight kw eight would be kilowatt a, would be on hour. a small a small generator mm-hmm. and you I'm obviously, you could go. You, their generators are industrial. You could go as high as you want, yeah. but for residential applications. Well, in the residential, they do actually go up to 150 kilowatt. Wow. You're talking a, a monster home then, but it's not unheard of. So, yeah. Now, 14 that, to 20 is probably the average. Yes. 14 to 20 residential. And those are still air-cooled, right? Correct. We're not, we're not dealing with a with a liquid coolant at that yeah. point. Yeah, above 20 kilowatt, we go into liquid-cooled product. Okay. So most homes can operate on a 14 to 20, most modest size homes or generous size homes. Um, Is it legal to get 150 and if the power goes out, just start, you know, selling it to your neighbors? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. APS, no likey. It would would take long extension cords. You couldn't funnel it back into the, you couldn't funnel it back into the grid. No, no, you'd be direct to the home. But Randy, how much, how much would a homeowner expect to pay to get a a full house assessment and estimate to, to do uh, nat- let's just say a natural gas Kohler generator. Our service charge is seventy-five dollars, 
And so for that, you know, we, we can dispatch a technician that's, that can come out and, and be versed in this and talk to you about it, um, do all the calculations, and then we can produce an estimate for you. For 75 bucks. Mm-hmm. All right. And if they end up deciding to do something. If they do, uh, that's, that's typically waived with the cost of the, of the install. Okay. Very good. And for the 14 to 20, what are my <clears throat> price ranges? I know we've got install and, and moving lines, and I mean, there's so many things, but just unit cost itself, what are my variances? A generator is going to be between four and $5,000 for the actual cost of the unit. Um, the, the installed cost can, can be another five to $10,000, depending on placement, uh, propane tanks, gas lines, um, a whole a whole host of things. And I have heard and, and received feedback from listeners enough. I know there's a few people out there already scheming like, okay, I've got natural gas. Could I flip on this generator during on peak time and flip the switch off of my electricity and, and beat the, the power bills that way? Oh, you know, I, you, you're <laughs> blowing my business plan. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to get with Andrew and the Kohler guys and say, guys, We'll talk I, off air. I believe natural when I gas. When I was, I was talking about oh, you apparently. Oh, man. <laughs> we can yeah, – I believe, based on a few calculations I've seen, you're going to generate power through these colers at somewhere below $0.10 cents a kilowatt when it's being run on natural gas, given today's rate of natural gas. If we could come up with a little-time generator that would run on peak – and not take any power from the grid system at all on peak. We could show a payback on the investment very, very fast. We could eliminate people's peak demand. We could eliminate their on-peak consumption down to zero, and they'd be able to save large percentages of their summer cooling bills. But I was gonna make that a business presentation proposal. (laughs) To that. Andrew, after the show, because now all the power companies have taken our super cooling idea and now they're putting it out in public service announcements and putting it on their utility bills. We should be getting one tenth of one percent of everything everybody saves, but we're not. But that's all right. We're here for you, the Arizona homeowner. We'll be back with more right after this. Bringing it back to Rosie on the house here. Thank you for tuning in. You know, we're talking about backup electrical power for your home under the big heading of rural living. But actually, we've spent a lot of time in the last half hour talking about urban supply at your home that may already be plumbed with natural gas. It's a fact that more than half of the major U.S. power outages from 2000 to 2016 were caused by natural hazards like hurricanes, heat waves, wildfires. Now, now according to research reported in July 2018, uh, that's the facts. We're very fortunate here in Arizona that we only have a couple natural hazards that regularly occur that we need to be worried about, and they're very seasonal. And we're in one of those seasons now. Call it the monsoon season. This is when you're going to get the great majority of your electrical power outages 
on the desert floor. And I haven't followed it close enough. I think all of our fires so far have been in areas we don't have transmission lines, but you know, in the APS grid room, you know, they monitor those fires constantly because oh. you know, what happens if a wildfire sweeps underneath one of your power lines? That's a huge, Cape, huge issue. Carefree Cave Creek can talk all about that with the fire they had there three weeks ago. <laughs> just for just as one example, as well as Pumpkin Center and. Everybody else up at Roosevelt, you know, same same situation. Oh, man. So we're here with Randy Cole of Fox Valley Electric, a Rosie Certified Electrical Contractor serving the greater Phoenix area. Now, we're talking rural living, Randy. How far out will you go to assess a, a, a generator installation? We, we go as far as Sedona, um, Prescott. Um, we'll go, you know, east, uh, Casa Grande, Eloy. Uh, okay. We'll go west, uh, well, I'm, we'll go as far as Yuma, Chino Valley. Well, I'm glad I asked. Now, how would people get a hold of you or someone at Fox Valley? You can call the phone number 623-587-7370. Let them know you heard Randy on the show Saturday morning and you want to get an assessment of just what backup power could cost. You are a certified Rosie uh, contractor. You're also a certified Kohler generator installer and andrew that's kind of important in kohler's mind uh yes so you definitely want someone kohler certified to be assessing the installation of any kohler generator and what that does is it basically starts your warranty period so kohler's looking for a checklist to come back saying that you know this generator install meets this criteria and that the inspection was performed by a Kohler certified technician. So they see Fox Valley, they say, okay, check. And then they look at what has been done. They say, okay, we have this system registered for whatever the warranty is that applies to that particular system. Now you said we're here for the homeowner and our number is one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. I don't know that we'll get to any calls on air because we've got so many talking points and questions yet uh, so text might be better for this hour 411-923 or email info at rosieonthehouse.com if you've got a question uh, that we haven't hit on when we're looking at these generators and so we've already established you know it's four to five thousand dollars for your typical average size of 14 kilowatt hour uh 14 to 20. there's obviously once we get on site we've when we get the placement and of where the actual generator is going to go, then we can estimate the cost because you've got to run electric electricity to the meter. Do you have to get APS or SRP or TEP, whoever your power company is out to, to hook up to the meter? It depends on the situation. So uh, a lot of homes that there's an all-in-one service that if you know what that is it's it's where the box and the meter and the panel and all the breakers are all in one box oftentimes that has to be replaced uh, because we need to come from the meter to a transfer switch to the panel and so that sometimes that'll have to be rebuilt uh, in that case yeah we're going to get the power company involved to get a designer out there and meet with them make sure that everything we're doing is is in line with what they would want we also get, uh, obviously, city or county permits and inspections and everything. And do they have to shut the power off to that house when the install is going in, or can you hook all this up with, with the power still being supplied? Typically, there will be a short outage, uh, less than a day, 
So um, we do a lot of as much upfront work as we can, and and then we schedule the outage for to be you know less than an eight hour day, mm-hmm. uh, backup and operational. Nice. Now once they're installed, I know at hospitals and the grocery distributors and the beverage distributors out in the West Valley, their generators are actually run a certain amount of time every week so that when they are required, they've got a high probability of Mm -hmm. kicking in. These residential units, do I need to go out and just kind of put the put the auto switch on and turn it on and run it one hour a week you don't that gets all pre-programmed so uh, they call that exercising the generator uh, so that it'll always be ready and that's pre-programmed so it'll do this thing automatically and you can set it up to to do it while you're not home or you're at work or you know when whenever it's convenient not as obtrusive well i'm a big fan of our electrical supply companies i really am aps srp they do they do a fabulous job but I'm telling you that for everybody that gets one of these installed, when they see what they're paying per kilowatt to fire into their house, these second emergency supply generators could very well become primary supply generators. Are they capable of doing that? Uh, yeah, I mean, they could run for you know long periods of time and color design them to be that way because the engine that's used specifically in the 14 and 20 is being used in uh ride-on mowers uh a lot of turf equipment so that's built for the harsh environment so now you have this generator that maybe runs 20 hours a year it's going to do that no problem so you have an extended outage it it's not going to blink it's not going to phase it at all you start providing power residentially at under 10 cents a kilowatt you're going you're gonna to be a competitor to the solar industry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it can even be a compliment to each other. Yeah, as well. absolutely. We see that quite a bit. So, yeah. Now, okay, so it has an automatic brain that exercises itself a certain amount of time just to, to – and if, if for some reason that exercise if, – if it pulls a muscle during that exercise – you're alerted somehow. Yes, it's it's gonna it's gonna send a code, and we'll be we'll know about that. The homeowner will know about that as well. Okay, so the the, the chance that there is a problem then can be addressed. And what other than that, what's the ongoing maintenance of one of these units that could sit for two years and never even be asked to come on, and then a catastrophic event hits and we need it now? What do we have to do? What what's the maintenance of these units? Uh, so typically what we see is, uh, you know, quarterly inspections to be done. So you'll want to check the fluids, uh, make sure there's no faults. Um, annually, you do the oil and filter change, you know, whether it's run or not. You just, you know, it's preventative maintenance, right? So you don't yeah. want this thing to go down. So people might think it's excessive, but I'd rather be prepared, especially for how low cost it is to service it just why not when you my mind went to this before you said lawn equipment but i was picturing it kind of like my lawnmower you know when there's times we're not using it for several months just depending on what kind of grass we have but i'll go out and i'll put in you know 
four ounces of gas, start it up and just let it run till it runs out of gas because I don't want that gas to get old and gunky in there. But you let that sit a whole season and come back to start it. Man, you crank it forever and you start it and there's dust flying off the engine and it's choking for uh, yeah, for, yeah. for the first five, five minutes you're c- pushing around sputtering and the filters always need to be changed. It, you know, it's sitting outside. It needs a little bit of attention. But you, Randy, had said something. It says it sends a signal. So are we hooking up a data line to it as well? Yes, it has a data line. And, in fact, um, it, it reports its condition and its health at all times. So, And does that come on an app? Does that come in an email? How is that received by the homeowner? And- so, yes, there is a an app in the iOS store, Apple store, and Android. Um, so basically anything that's going on with the generator, it'll tell you. It'll tell you if it's on utility power as your generator started what the amperage is i mean it's going to give you quite a bit of detail but also if it's exercising or if there's an alarm if it's just sitting there the battery's going low i mean it's pretty high visibility so if you have cell phone reception you're going to know what's going on with your generator oh, i've seen people spend 50 60 70 thousand dollars to save 20 bucks off their summer bill i i i know we're talking about this in a sense of having backup power for outages but i know people are going to be looking at this as as a way to to play the energy game but um i i have a first grade question but go ahead how many (laughs) hours i'm I'm assuming that this is regulated in 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 hours how many how many hours on a warranty does uh so Standard warranty on Kohler Residential is going to be a five-year or 2,000-hour warranty, whichever comes first. Um, so That doesn't mean it's going to be done then. That's just the warranty coverage. Yeah, that's just the warranty coverage. So if something does go wrong, um, it'll be covered as far as replacement control, uh, the labor. I mean, there are limits to it. but So 2,000 hours and on-demand is five hours a day? With APS. So that'd give you 400 days, just over a year on the warranty if you're using it to run on-demand? Year-round. Chances are you're only going to use it in the summer. summer. Right, yeah, right. From May, June, July, August. Chances are you'll hit your your five years. Before um, your hours. Yeah. And there's there's different applications too. So we have off grid warranties as well. Um, we, that's a eighteen month, one thousand hour because it is continuous running. So um, that's a different different ball game there as far as coverage. So. Now, um, the only time I not the only time, but the most reliable time I ever scare my wife. Is when I get out my red toolbox because <laughs> my red toolbox has a voltmeter in it, a voltage tester, a wire stripper, and that's about the summation of all my electric tools except for the arced out screwdrivers I have. <laughs> <laughs> when I get my electrical toolbox out, she loads up all the kids, all the pets, the goldfish, and just goes and parks in the emergency room at the hospital and waits for me to show up. <laughs> But when I get back, I have a couple first-grade questions I want to ask y'all about electricity. When we rate a generator at 8KW, 14KW, 20KW, what does that really mean, and what will that really run? I know when my air conditioner kicks on, when my one air conditioner kicks on, my little uh, meter 
tells me she draws about seven kilowatt to get started and then she'll calm down to about two and a half or three when the second one kicks on same thing she'll jump up to seven or eight so i want to talk a little bit about what these size generators can be expected to do and not do when we get back with randy cole of fox valley electric back talking backup electric power for your home with randy cole of fox valley electric as well as andrew van noy from uh, kohler generator and power systems we were talking the size of units and what i've got a little meter mounted on my kitchen energy management computer and i can tell every time an oven turns on every time an air conditioning turns on and what they pull you know and most of these uh compressor operated piece of equipment pull a lot to get started and then they kind of settle back down these eight kws in my mind with as little as i know about electric that'll run an air conditioner uh and some lighting circuits but you try and turn an oven on or a second air conditioner you're going to quickly go past the demands of that unit that's why the 14s and the 20s randy are the most common you see installed that's correct yes now when i say a eight kilowatt generator is that a generator that's capable of hitting 8kw when it's in demand just for a short time or can she come on and run at 8kw for an extended period of time uh so so for standby that's their rating right so they're a standby application they're rated to run and operate at eight kilowatts now as far as sizing it's not recommended to size it for exactly that output you want to have some buffer in there because of just what you talked about right starting of motors so typically that's what how a generator is sized so it might seem like overkill but you know you defeat the purpose of your generator for it can't start one of your most important loads absolutely so that's why we see the 14 and 20s as the most common residential installed and that will easily start at one or two air conditioners Yes. Uh, keep the refrigerator and the freezer going, uh, and some light circuits. Or That's correct. A, a 14 or 20, depending on the size of your home, can even do a whole house, whole home scenario where it's a seamless transition where you really don't have to adjust your living standard at all. I don't know what brand they use, but we've got some friends that work on the RO Ranch, and they that's all they have is generators. So their entire life is scheduled around these two-hour windows in the morning and afternoon when they, you know, do their cleaning and showering and laundry. and Can the, we get their names they close so I can out make to sure dry. they have yeah. colors? <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me and Randy will take care Phone, of them. The, you know, phone systems don't even work out there. We have to wait to hear from them when they come into town. And uh, But anyway, the most popular question we've been fielding uh, and, and receiving so far is everybody asking, can, can I put this in? If I'm not living rural, can you know? Can this go into Central Phoenix? Can this go into Tucson? You know, if I live close to downtown, but I want the backup. Can can the? I mean, this can absolutely go on any application. Oh, for sure. A lot of homes in town may have natural gas available, and if you don't, we can bury a tank or or put a tank, and and these things don't take up a whole lot of room. So, yeah, right downtown, uh, they're absolutely available. And you had said earlier that it sounds about like an air conditioner, so it's not like when it comes on you're gonna the whole neighborhood's gonna know that you're clicking clacking away yep and that's the 
a consideration that was made in the you know engineering of these generators too so the they're not very loud at all which leads me to another question i was actually going to ask off air because it's a selfish question but we got <laughs> a text asking the same so i figured more than people what about portables do y'all have anything that's on wheels that i could pick up and roll around and i asked that we spent a lot of time at rodeos and the kids are like why don't we get a generator i'm like do you hear do you want to be as obnoxious as that family over there? No, click, you can't even sleep the thing so darn loud. But I have seen uh, propane tank ones. Does Kohler make a one you put a five-gallon propane tank? Yeah, so they up? do make portable generators. I mean, obviously, that is geared more to, like, maybe camping or job mm-hmm. site stuff. I wouldn't recommend that for, like, a home backup system. No, I'm just talking for exactly yeah, that, yep. camping and, and yeah, rodeos. Yeah, so they do and, offer that, and... We do have a full catalog, um, up to 12 kilowatt, I believe, in portable. Okay. And, again, it's quiet. Yeah, that's, the, that's portable the, is, the portable, and, maybe not so much, because it's just not set up for that, but definitely our home standbys. That's the, you just need a trailer mount of 14 kW that, <laughs> that you can bolt onto the horse trailer. Take it with you the when you go. That pounds on the, that's a very unique installation. The go nice ahead. thing about those portables and the propane the propane is never going to go bad, and that's always something you have to worry about with a, a gas-powered one. Yep. When was the last time you ran it? How old's the gas in it? Do you need to pump it out? You don't want to gum up the carburetor and the components inside. You don't have any of that concern with propane. It lasts forever in the tank. No, and we, we do see that, too. I mean, diesel options when you start looking at, like, light commercial, industrial, but propane's nice because if it leaks out, it's not a spill, right? It's going to vent to atmosphere. Um, not that you want propane leaking out, but you know that is a consideration that people make when they're choosing what type of fuel they'd use. Well, Andrew, I can't thank you enough for coming in, this taking time off your weekend and coming in talking to us and, and all the Arizona homeowners this morning. Randy, as well, I appreciate your time coming in. Randy, you've got a little offer for the Rosie on the House listeners. Could you repeat that offer and your phone number, please, as far as the service call and uh, the charge to get an assessment as to whether it can work at my house or not. Yeah, so if you if you call us at 623-587-7370 for a $75 service charge, we'll come out and take a look at your situation, talk about generator options, talk about your needs and sizing and all that stuff, and then we can provide you a quote. And, of, of course, with most uh, installs, that $75 service charge is waived. And, of course, we do have financing options available, uh, some no-interest plans and, and others to choose from. And, again, your service area. For the generator size service. That's correct. We'll go as far as Sedona, Prescott, Chino Valley. And how far south? Uh, we'll go to Casa Grande. We'll Pinal, go out to we'll go County. Okay. close to Yuma. Now, if you go to Yuma, you'd cover Tucson as well? Yes. All right. And Fox Valley, available at what phone number? 623 587-7370. Randy, Andrew, thanks a million for coming in. Folks, this is a part of us, Rosie on the House, trying to become your best friend, making sure you're prepared for every circumstance.